Hello everyone, welcome back to The Spirit of Prophecy. This is another Saturday episode where we uh, play a video from my other channel. And this one is a very enjoyable discussion that I had a little over a year ago with uh, Peter Cratifilo. At the time, he was an assistant pastor at Safe Harbor Baptist in Cochranville, Pennsylvania, I believe. Uh, I don't believe he's there anymore. I think he's somewhere in Delaware now. Uh, I don't know what other church would have given this guy a job, but apparently somebody did. But um, he, this was from a discussion where he had been accusing me uh, online of being anti-Semitic and uh, absolutely made him look like the idiot that he is in this video. He had absolutely no evidence, but he, you know, had too much pride to back down. And he has continued to accuse me of this, even though he looked like an idiot and no one defended him uh, after that. I mean, he was kind of left alone, hung out to dry, and people actually came out and defended me. That even if they, though they didn't agree with my position, they didn't think I was anti-Semitic because I'm not. So uh, I want you to enjoy this discussion. Um, it, it gets good too because I ended up having Brother Furson who was also accused of that. And then also Pastor Guy Beaumont came on. Uh, who was the one that uh, originally challenged Peter, who was making all these wild false accusations. And I went back and I listened to it again, and he made a statement that was so good, where he said one of the biggest problems in the independent Baptist movement with the preachers is pride and insecurity. And I'm telling you, that statement could not be more true. And this guy, Peter, is the embodiment of pride and insecurity he does not know any Bible, but he is very quick to just repeat whatever talking points of whatever group he's trying to impress at that time. And so um, I didn't know much about him at the time when he was making all these wild accusations. And so I treated him pretty good, uh, you know, giving him the benefit of the doubt. But he has proven to be one of the most just vile, unapologetic liars I've ever seen. I don't know how people like this are in Baptist churches, but... Uh, Baptists have been known for uh, not dealing with people like they should. And um, so watch this video uh, as I uh, receive some accusations from an unapologetic liar. And I think you'll enjoy. All right, everyone. Uh, we are here. I'm Pastor Tommy McMurtry with Peter. And I, you're going to have to say your last name for me. I don't know how you say your last name. How, how do yeah, you say it? It's Cratifello. Excuse the voice, too. It'll probably go in and out. I'm under the weather, but. Okay, whatever. understand. All right, so Peter Cratifillo, and uh, we had uh, some back and forth on Twitter uh, about, uh, and I was called anti-Semitic, and so uh, he got called out by someone else who did not see the evidence of that. I claim I am not anti-Semitic. He stands by his words that I am, and so I, you know, I understand as somebody who has an unpopular position there are many lies out there about me. I got a lot of enemies. Um, and so I could see where someone might think that about me had they been listening to bad sources. But I don't think anyone who would actually talk to me or listen to me for any length of time would have that opinion of me. Uh, and we've never talked to each other other than back and forth on Twitter. And so I guess right now, um, you know, what is it about me? that uh, would cause you to make a very uh, extreme accusation that I am anti-Semitic? Well, let me read the definition. Okay. Anti-Semitism, also spelled 
anti-Semitic, anti-Semitism, however you want to, is hostility to, prejudice toward, or discrimination against Jews. That is from Merriam-Webster. I know sometimes they change definitions. I don't think that one's been changed in a while, but uh, that is the definition of anti-Semitism. Um, now, look, I know coming on here, you're not going to claim to be anti-Semitic. I'm not crazy. Um, because that one would be bad on the brand too. Um, most people that are never actually will admit they themselves are. So that's okay. I know what I'm walking into, but I have a few questions. Mm -hmm. If you would like to answer them, go right ahead. Yep. Uh, first thing here, this is probably the most simple one. Do you believe in the Holocaust? Yes. All right. Follow up. If so, how many died and to, to what extent? I mean, I've not looked into it deeply, but my understanding is six million. And I think Hitler was a bad dude. Um, yeah, I've not. I, I know there's people out there that disagree with it. I've not looked into it, nor am I really interested in disproving it. It to me, uh, whether it happened or didn't happen, it has no bearing on what the Bible teaches. So uh, I refuse to even get in in that debate. I just accept it. When people want to bring that up with me, I'll even up the number if they want. Because to me, that's a non-issue. has nothing to do with the Bible. All right. And now, who did it mostly affect? The Holocaust? Yes, sir. Uh, well, I mean, the attack on the Jews mainly affected the Jews. World War II affected a lot of people. I mean, millions of people died uh, that weren't Jewish in World War II. That was a horrible time in history. I'm glad I wasn't a part of it, but, uh, I mean, yeah, Jewish people, a lot of Jewish people died. I don't think that was the way to handle things. Okay. Now, the reason why I ask that is I know you and Steven Anderson have been linked together. Um, you've been to conferences together with him mm -hmm. in the whole nine yards. I, uh, first time I've ever come in contact with the new IFB movement was in Bible college. I dated a girl whose father was deep into Steven Anderson. And um, that was one of the videos he had out there was on the Holocaust and on those things. That's That was the first reason for that question. Mm -hmm. Just get that out of the way. That's normally a softball one. Yeah. I mean, right. I, when it comes to his position on the Holocaust, I, I don't base fellowship on somebody's position on historical events. Um, in fact, the first time I ever publicly did anything you know, with Steven Anderson, you know, I brought up that thing too. And, you know, and he, he thinks it's ridiculous to use something like that as a test of fellowship. And, um, if that would have been required for me to ever have any fellowship with him, then I'd been like, well, this is stupid. Cause I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not fighting for, uh, that cause that is not one I'm interested in at all. If he wants to have that, Great. When it comes to the Holocaust, one of the reasons, too, I'm not going to fight people on it, too, is because I do think it's it's suspicious that it's illegal to deny the Holocaust in a lot of countries. I just I think it's super weird that it's literally illegal to question a historical event in many parts of the world. Um, so I get why people have questions and concerns, but I have not looked into it. And I personally think um, it just distracts from the real issue that I want to talk about. And that's what the Bible says on this subject. So I, I refuse to even go there. 
I will just concede the historians are right on this. It happened. I don't, and I, I really haven't looked into it to where I have any reason to deny it. Okay. Now, again, normally if people deny the Holocaust, if they normally go down that same route as Steven Anderson, it normally ends up in anti-Semitism, and it normally just is, I'll just call it what it is, it's plain out anti-Semitism. But why right. is it why is it anti-Semitic to deny the Holocaust? That's what I don't understand. I don't I don't understand why that means you hate the Jews or you're hostile towards the Jews. I mean, there's a lot of historical events that people question. You know, there's uh, you know a lot of people that believe uh, you know the moon landing was fake. There's you know a lot of the uh, theories about the false flags. And, you know, I think there's a lot of credibility to a lot of the things that people question in history. I mean, look at just the last few years, some of the stuff that's going on and how you're not allowed to question anything. People have every reason in the world to be suspicious about, you know, what the narrative is on historical things. And especially when those things are used uh, as weapons to control us. And it's like no one's ever allowed to say anything negative about the Jews in any way because of the Holocaust. And th that's always the thing that's brought up. And, and so um, I think that's, I think that's ridiculous. And I just, I don't think it's fair to, you know, uh, you know, drop some of those labels because of, you know, that position. I think people have every right to question a lot of stuff that's being promoted and a lot of history, you know, so, you know, it, it's, yeah, you know, but that is what it is. I'm not. I'm not fighting that battle. I grew up Jewish. Um, my mother's Jewish. Um, relatives over there, whole nine yards. To deny that, to say that didn't happen, to deny who now there were other groups that were involved in the Holocaust, but to deny it wasn't primarily targeted at the Jews. Again, it's just a hallmark of anti-Semitism. It's normally them trying to justify. Uh, Hitler's teaching, and if you know anything about Hitler's teaching, he was a race-based guy, starting with the Jews and then working his way down. Right. Uh, second question I have here, <clears throat> who controls the media, banking, and political world? The Jews. Why do you say that? Because it's a fact. All right, so I have this quote from you. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> this is from May 2020. Mm-hmm says the Jews have been doing this forever. And most of these people, the news media are, they're Jews. They're owned by Jewish companies and folks. This is what they do. They stir up the multitudes. They get people going crazy. Why? Because they want to destroy. They want to bring chaos. They want to, uh, sorry, so they can have power. Explain to me how that's not anti-Semitic. Um, I mean, okay, if it's you're sitting there blaming a whole host of people using tropes. Uh, assuming that they control the thing. I mean, you're, that's no better than Majory Taylor Green saying the Jews own the space lasers. Okay, so let me ask you this. Do you deny that Jews own most of these media companies? Yes, yes, I do. You do deny that. Or even if they are, even if they are Jewish in ethnicity, that does not mean they are some grand Jewish conspiracy. Most of them don't even practice Judaism. Um. Well, I didn't say that they practice Judaism. There's a lot of secular Jews. I've put the distinction out there between secular Jews you know, and your, like your Orthodox Jews, you know, there's, there's no doubt about that, but it's just a fact that Jews do own these media companies. I mean, uh, it doesn't take a lot of research to figure that out. In fact, if you go to, I, I went to the Jewish museum, um, in Philadelphia, if you go to anything 
like that. When they talk, I thought I was going to go there and see stuff maybe about like the Old Testament, the origins. It's all about the people. They brag about the fact that they, you know, own all these things. A lot. In fact, there's a lot of Christian Zionists that have even praised them for that, and it's proof. They've used it as proof that God's blessing is on them because look at how successful they are and all these things. So you're the first person I've heard to even deny that. Now, that quote that I was bringing up, I was probably preaching from Acts chapter 17, where you have the Apostle Paul, when he is preaching, um, it says, but the Jews, in verse 5, which believe not, moved with envy, took unto them certain lewd fellows of the baser sort, and gathered a company and set all the city on an uproar and assaulted the house of Jason, Jason and sought to bring them out to the people. And they, that's what the Bible says. The Jews did this. You keep reading Acts 17. They get done in that city. They run the Christians off to another city. The Jews do the same thing. They follow them. And the Jews, throughout the Bible, they would, they would never do a lot of the dirty work. They would rile up the mobs. And that is exactly what's going on in the news media today. They're always getting the mobs riled up. They get the Black Lives Matter crowd riled up. They get the homosexuals riled up. And listen, you think that's anti-Semitic. What do you say to the that's Apostle Paul? Okay. What do you say to the Apostle Paul who said in First Thessalonians 2.14, which is a reference to what took place in Acts 17, because it was in Thessalonica where this happened, says, For ye, brethren, became followers of the churches of God, which in Judea are in Christ Jesus. For ye also have suffered like things of your own countrymen, even as they have of the Jews who both killed the Lord Jesus and their own prophets, and they have persecuted us, and they please not God, and are contrary to all men. He's talking about the Jews. Forbidding us to speak to the Gentiles that they might be saved, to fill up their sins always, for the wrath is come upon them to the uttermost. And that is what I was preaching. And so just like the Jews did in Acts chapter 17, and the Apostle Paul said they please not the Lord, they're contrary to all men, they do the same thing today, and that's undeniable. And we, so, I mean, so I don't know. Did, I, if, if I'm anti-Semitic, so is Paul. So you see it as a race issue. I don't. I don't I see, see it as a race issue. I mm-hmm. as an American accomplishment that Jews came over here just like much of anyone else, and that they made a success out of themselves. Jews, no matter where they have gone, have been an ethnically persecuted minority. Whether you're talking about Venice in the Middle Ages, Spain in the 1400s. Mm-hmm. Germany, no matter where they go, they end up being the merchant class. Mm. Um, sometimes that was due by force due to middle-aged Christianity, not believing, giving interest and all that fun stuff. And so they would go to the Jews for their loans. That's how things worked. That does not mean there's some grand conspiracy where the Jews control everything or or that uh, they're in control of the White House or they're in control of the media. They're in control of this. That's a common Jewish trope. It's no, it's no different than Ilan Omar getting up there and saying, uh, there's no difference about the Jews and all about the Benjamins. It's, it's just a trope. That's what it is. It's it's obvious Jew hatred. I mean, that's what it is. Okay, now, so why did the Apostle Paul say they are contrary to all men? I'll look at the context of that, but again, if he's speaking of that specific interest, specific occasion there in the book of Acts, that was a one specific interest. If you talk about Paul, he loved Israel. He wanted all Israel to be saved. Romans well, yeah. Chapter, I mean... So I you love can't Jews. and say that they're hello. The Jews can still be saved. The Jews are still loved by God. I still believe they have a special purpose. 
God's not gotten rid of them, obviously. So there you go. Okay, so but I, I don't, I don't deny that they can be saved. I don't deny that God, lo- you know, that God will still save them or loves them. And I, I can still love Jews and still be against what they stand for. And I, I am against when, the religion. Conspiracy theories. When you pr- pr- promote these things, oh wait, 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 that but, end to Jew hatred. Uh, this is the kind of things that get people riled up that that's why you end up on far right sites or not even far, some crazy sites, such as if you type in Tommy McMurdy, uh, anti-Semitism, you end up on Groyper.com. Uh, it's, it's insane stuff because they, they're pulling these things and cheering you on. That's not by accident. I'm on Breitbart.com. Not Breitbart. Groyper. I, I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't even know. Well, G R O I P E R Y P E R something like that. Yeah, well, I'm not I'm not familiar with that. But at the same time, listen. Well, that's because they're cheering you on saying, yes, this is our guy. Well, I, I, can't, I can't help that if somebody's agreeing with me, you know, that uh, is uh, not liked by people. But, I mean, you can't deny what the script. I'm just saying the same thing as Paul. They're contrary to all men. Yes, they've had problems everywhere they go. But they've also, you know, it's because a lot of their banking practices, their predatory lending practices that they've practiced in a lot of countries, they've always been involved in the entertainment. So whenever there's an economic issue, it's the Jews' fault, right? What's that? So whenever there's an economic downturn, whenever there's too many loans that are out, it's because of the Jews, right? That's I, the I mean, saying. I think a lot of it is because of Congress, you know. And there, I mean, there's so a lot of times. So, I mean, it's, you know, obviously you can't blame everything on the Jews. And I don't blame everything on the Jews. I'm just saying that I think it's interesting how the pattern that we see in Acts 17 is identical to what we are seeing today. You know, and uh, it's not. And here's the thing. Our church, we've been attacked a lot, you know, in a lot of areas. We've never been attacked by the Jews. Now, you know who we get attacked by? certain lewd fellows of the baser sort the sodomites they come after us all the time you know why because they see things that people are saying us in these media sources you have the anti-defamation league who who runs the anti-defamation league uh the anti-defamation league was started by jews uh, right. that's sort of been over by leftists in the last few years mm-hmm. yeah um, but uh they're the ones they put your and, name on list and then they get the, they get the homos all riled up at us they're doing the same thing today. I mean, the Anti-Defamation League, it is. Yeah, it was started by Jews, and they go after anybody that's against them. And listen, I'm against their religion. It's an anti-Christ religion. They deny Jesus is the Christ. Do you believe that? As someone who grew up Jewish, yes, they do. I wouldn't call okay. it. I, I got a problem with that. You know, my I, Bible I, says... on another level. What's that? That's going another level, saying they're... The spirit of Antichrist. Uh, that's okay. John Wright Gnostics who said they had hidden knowledge in the books of 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. Um, but what if their doctrine is identical? The Jews don't claim to have a hidden knowledge. They claim um, that they're looking I don't for see – John doesn't say anything about a hidden knowledge. In 2nd John, he says there that's, are many deceivers coming to the world who confess but, not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. This is deceiver and antichrist. Those were, that was written to Christians. That wasn't written to Jews. Those were guys. Well, yeah, were, he's writing to Christians. Because, those were Christians saying uh, Christ had, was, really had not risen. Christ really had not done this. That wasn't necessarily the Jews. 
But um, I'm on a time crunch, so I'm going okay. to right Okay, well, what other, what other accusations do you have that prove I'm um, anti-Semitic? I don't think now these are accusations. Well, the first one was a straight-up question. Second one, that's your own words. Okay. Third, have you taken part and would you still attend the conference uh, similar or like Marching to Zion like you did in 2018? Uh, not with the same crowd, I wouldn't. Just to, just out of curiosity, because he's going to come up here probably a couple times due mm-hmm. to your pain with him. Are you still working with, doing things with Steven Anderson or uh, groups affiliated with the new IFB? No. Okay. Just had to ask that straight up. All right. Do you agree with this quote then? Okay. Try to pull it up. This is from uh, Paul Wittenberger's Framing of the World website here for uh, Marching to Zion conference here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Christians all over the world need to wake up and understand who God's elect are. There's nothing more frustrating than seeing a Christian drool over a Christ-rejecting, God-hating, Judaizing pervert who calls himself a Jew. Would you still agree with that? Yes. Okay. Uh, all I'm saying so- is... Guys that go to those kinds of conferences, again, just by using this quote, very anti-Semitic. Okay, but here's the thing. I mean, are you okay with lifting up a people who deny that Jesus is the Christ, who believe Talmudic teachings that teach that Jesus Christ was an illegitimate child, that teach that he's in hell boiling in hot excrement, I mean, do you agree with the Talmudic teachings, you know, that Adam uh, had intercourse with all of the animals in the Garden of Eden and that and but he didn't have pleasure in that. And so that's why God ended up making Eve for him. I mean, you know, are, are you OK with that kind of teaching? Do you think we should be lifting people up like that, referring to them as the chosen people? Um, you know, I I don't see why we can't call that out. Two things can be true at the same time. One. I've read the Talmud. Talmud is full of silly stories. Horrible stories. But at the same time, the Jews can be God's chosen people. Genesis 12, 3 isn't ran out. The Old Testament has not been removed. Uh, the day of the Lord is still coming. You know, God did not get rid of the Jewish people. He said they'd go into exile and they'd come back. That all happened. Uh, God's mm-hmm. obviously not done with them. To say that that is, is to deny scripture in essence. Okay, that's so that's a, that's a disagreement. Apology. Yeah, that's a disagreement in eschatology and a disagreement on how to rightly divide. But how does that make one anti-Semitic? Because then now you're specifically just continuing to attack. You know, I've witnessed the Muslims. I've witnessed the Hindus. I've witnessed the atheists. You name it. They all hold different varying views of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hindus put an atom on. Um, Islam rejects the crucifixion. They reject um, the resurrection, and if they, they say, you know, Jesus Christ would not have died that way, uh, all these things. That doesn't mean I go online and absolutely bash Islamic beliefs. No, I try and reach them. I do. Reach them with the gospel of Christ. And what has that accomplished? I mean, it gets the truth out there. Um, I Listen, I witness, I've witnessed to several Muslims, okay? I'm more likely to run into a Muslim, you know, where I live than a Jew. And one of the things that I challenges I have with Muslims, one of the reasons they don't want to listen to Christian is because of Christians' hostility towards Muslims. And most Christians are hostile towards Muslims because they think they're doing that in defense of Jews. And the Muslims see how wicked the Jewish religion is and how 
uh, they've treated the Palestinians. And as a result of that, they don't want to listen to Christians when they hear them, you know, lifting up Israel, supporting Israel, when there's all these horrible things being done to them over, you know, over in places like Palestine. And so the thing is, you know, everybody's against doing something that could turn off a Jew, but yet we have no problem doing that with Muslims. I mean, uh, isn't that some kind of phobic or something to do that? No, kind of if thing? I go over a Muslim's house, I don't eat pork. If I go over a Muslim's house, uh, I try and hold to their customs. I wouldn't if I went to a Jew's house. Hostile. You know, if I if I went to a Jew's house, you know, I'd I'd be respectful in that area because I want to I want to get them the gospel. But you know what? I'll never do. I'll never shy away from using the name of Jesus Christ around them. I'm not going to shy away from telling the truth about who the Messiah is. And you know, and at the same time too, you know, I'm not going to um, I'm not going to tell them they're the chosen people. I mean, Jesus. Okay, when speaking to Nicodemus, who was a Jew. He said to him, you must be born again. You know why? Because flesh and blood cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And you know? I agree with that. Yeah. And I agree so, that they must be born again. And I mean, Jews I'm had to get a hold of that. Born again. You know what I mean? So here's, I you know, here's my question. At the question. same time, there's a separation okay. between you don't have to sit there and attack the culture and say that there's part of conspiracy theories or all this other crazy stuff that you've been affiliated with. Um, I have to speed up. My wife's telling me she's finishing up. So Okay. Well, one, one question I have. questions here. When, when I have one question for you, when you got saved, you know, as a Jew, what did you lose that or what, um, as a result of becoming a Christian? What do you mean? What did I lose? So I guess, did you, did you lose any inheritance? Do you have anything coming that I, as a Gentile Christian don't have coming? Are you talking like mansions in heavenly places or anything like that? Anything. I'm talking heaven or what? earth. Did you Christ, lose anything in getting saved? And, I, I and, and if not, of God. If, if you didn't lose anything, then what do you have coming that I don't as a Gentile Christian, as a joint heir with Christ? Who is my not, Nothing. But again, you guys were grafted in Romans chapter 10. So I get the All same right. same covenant, same promises then? To a certain extent, I mean. The land and all the stuff that goes into with that, I mean, that's that's prophecy, and we're not going to get into that again. I'm short on time. I, yeah. Well, again, right. I, I'm just saying, as a as a Christian, as a joint heir with Christ, you know, who was the seed of Abraham, uh, who is the who inherited all things. Uh, I'm, I'm a joint heir. I don't believe the Jews have anything coming for them that I don't have coming for myself as a Christian. I believe all Jews that won't believe on Christ are going to go to hell unless they get saved. And you know, and we can have some differences on what's going to happen prophetically with them. But you know what? Telling the truth about a religion of people, it's not hateful. It's not anti-Semitic. It's, and the, uh, the Jews have been throwing that word around for a long time, uh, you know, as a way to just silence people when it comes to the truth about these things. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I mean Ethicism as a word but, doesn't appear. But I have idea. I have no hostility towards Jews. I right, I don't more, treat them any different. I got two more questions for you. Okay. Seven, do you uh, believe Israel has the right to exist and does it have the right to defend itself? I mean, yeah, the, uh, any nation that, you know, comes into being, I guess, can exist, defend themselves. I mean, the UN uh, did, you know, recognize them as a nation 
Um, now, did God give them any special recognition in 1948? No, I don't believe that at all. But um, I would I would say they've got as much right as, you know, Ukraine and Russian Ukraine. They can fight about that stuff. Not my problem. The Israelis and Palestinians can fight about the land. I mean, you know, we've been doing this kind of stuff for years. Um, so, yeah, I I wish America could stay out of that whole thing. I say let them fight it out. Okay, so you don't believe we should give any money, any support, anything like that to Israel? No. Okay. Nothing. That's where I sort of figured your answer was. So you and Ilhan Omar are about in two peats in the pod there. I don't even when know. Who, I don't even know who that is. I don't think we should give money to Ukraine either. Well, she's not far from you. Just Minnesota, so not terribly far. Oh, she uh, that? She's that? Yeah, I know. Part member of the squad. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, last question here. And then I'll let you, and then I got to get my wife home here. Um, are Jews today biological sons of Abraham? I don't know. I mean, probably just as much as I am. I mean, I think we're all connected. You know, everybody's been so mixed. But, you know, God forbid that I should question their, um, you know, preferred race. Uh, just like, you know, we got to use people's preferred pronouns. But, you know, I'll give him that just because it has nothing to do with the Bible stuff. So I'll give it to him. I, I, I don't really care about that. You know, I'll I do believe there's going to be Jews um, in the end times because, you know, Jesus uh, said, you know, I, I, I'm not going to be able to quote this exactly right, that those that would not that I should reign over them, you know, bring them and slay them before me. So I do believe uh, because wrath has come on them to the uttermost, as Paul said, meaning unto the end, uh, I believe I believe the Jews will always be under God's wrath. I believe they're the vessels of wrath fitted for destruction in Romans chapter 9. So, um, you know, yeah. I think the children of Abraham, or I think they're Jews, it's more about works than it is DNA. And so when you look at uh, a group of people out there, you know, that are of the circumcision, professing to be uh you know you know children of abraham all that kind of stuff and denying jesus the christ i think they are in fact you know what the bible talks about and prophesies about but as far as their ancestry don't know don't really care okay uh, it's very uh common especially in white supremacists or uh, even black supremacist group they claim they are the nation of israel i take it like the 12th tribe lost tribe of Israel against uh, teachings out of England in the 1800s. Yeah. Uh, the Hebrew movement, um, which I don't know how many of them you have out there. They were pretty common in, up here in the Northeast. And mm -hmm. certain, um, what they claim is that they're really the Jews, the ones that came over, that claim they're Jewish, ain't Jewish. And it just adds to that. And that's just a false uh, theology that leads to other false theologies. Right. Um, all right, that's what I have for you. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll give you like two minutes and then I got to roll. Okay. I mean, you know, so you still think I'm anti-Semitic. I mean, obviously Very we disagree, so. but. Very much so. Okay. So you don't think Jews uh, own the media? You know, they're, they're, they're behind a lot of these things. And if they are, okay, you know, so if, if you were to do some research on this and see this, I mean, are we not allowed to bring up their religion? Is that. Because to me, it's about religion. It's not about a race. 
I don't know what their religion has to do with the fact that if in your mind they control all these things. Because again, if you want to talk about Murdoch or even Soros, and obviously I disagree. Or with I guess Soros, you would say culture. Let me say yeah. yeah. Culture. Most of them are not religious. I mean, I don't think Soros right. has entered synagogue in years. Yeah, probably not. No, he's a, he's a secular so Jew. I, they, they would be Jewish in ethnicity, much like I'm Jewish in ethnicity. But that doesn't mean there's some great, you know, the Soroses, and I know the conspiracies, the Rothsteins, and all these people don't get in a room and say, we're going to plan to take over the world. That's literally something people make up so they can scapegoat their own national problems. And I believe that. Well, I don't think it takes a lot of research to figure these things out. In fact, where I would recommend you do some of your research on this stuff, Jewish museums, places that are, are lifting up the Jews and promoting the Jews. Okay, in you're, there, you're, go, Jewish Museum in go, Philadelphia. Yeah, have you been to there? Yes. Have, okay. Been about 10, 15 years, okay. out 20 years. Been well, about 15 years, but yes. They will help prove my point. They brag about this stuff. You know, they don't brag about being in control of all the things because they know that. Well, I mean, obviously they they don't thing. say it like we do, exactly. But I mean, it it is it you know it is a fact. You know, you can uh, these these are undeniable just realities, and a lot of these things so, too. So I mean, under that same th- that same premise, I guess Nigerians control everything because they are the richest immigrant population that comes over here and is actually a success. I mean, that's the same thought line there, or Indians are, because they are one of the richer subgroups in America. I just think that's an American success story. I don't think that's a racial story, because these guys come over here, they work their rear ends off, they do what they can, whether that be in the merchant class, whether that be in the medical class, whether that be in, in whatever. I have, a, I have a neighbor who's a uh, Nigerian, excellent Christian guy, his name's Maxwell, um, wonderful guy, works at the UPS He's been a mailman for 30 years, ships most of his wealth back to Ghana. In fact, he's actually in Ghana this week. And can I tell you, I don't think he's in control of everything. And he's leaving a legacy for his children and his grandchildren in terms of an inheritance. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. In a generation, I'm not going to say there's some great Nigerian conspiracy. Mm. Well, no, to me, that's a thought process. No, and there's definitely, I mean, there's definitely certain cultures that come over here and are very successful. Yeah, Nigerians are one of them. But you know what we don't see with Nigerians or with Indians? We don't see them, um, you know, in things like, in charge of things like the Anti-Defamation League. We don't see them in charge of, uh, we don't see them involved in a lot of the censorship and the cancel culture and all that. They do come over here. They work hard. They're very successful. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. But when you look at a lot of these things in key places in government, I mean, look how many Jews, uh, you know, how they're a small minority in this country, but look how many of them are represented on the Supreme Court, you know, in Congress. And you could say that's about the success. And well, there's no doubt they're successful. There's no doubt, you know, they're good with money. I mean, I've heard people that are pro Jews say, you know, give a Jew a hubcap and I'll have a car dealership within six months. You know, I, you know there, there's, there's no doubt about that but how many Jews are on the supreme court there might be one uh there were three but I, some of that it was it was like six ginsburg, to three yeah, that's ch- that's changed ginsburg since ginsburg has died yeah, i think they're di- I, um I think Kagan, literally one would sort of fit their po- their portions of the population when it comes to congress there's only about a dozen of them that are in office um so Kagan, i mean kagan's jewish and um and i think there was one and there might be one on the conservative side 
that's about it. I, I'm not sure if Alito's Jewish or not. I don't believe he is. I don't think he's Jewish. Most, uh, but uh, for a while it was like six to three Catholic, six Catholics, three Jews. But you know, you know, I mean, you know, the top conservative uh, influencer, I would say, is Ben Shapiro. Is he part of this conspiracy? Because if so, he's doing a horrible job of doing it. Oh, Ben, yeah, Ben Shapiro's awful. Um, I, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, he, I, I've got, have you ever heard what he says about Jesus? I can disagree with him theologically. I can, you know, but you know heart. what? I, I'm disgusted with people that'll, you know, that are like that, that'll say things like he does about Jesus. As a Christian, I'm not okay with that, you know? I mean, you know, people, a lot, a lot of people seem to give people a pass just because they're Jewish. I don't think that's okay. You know, I'm a Christian first and, you know, I'm not. I'm not putting up with that stuff, but either way, you know, when it comes to the Jewish conspiracy stuff, I mean, it is, it is, it's very hard for me to just deny the reality of all that. But at the end of the day, that's not the argument either. What I want to talk about is what the Bible says about that. And I, I don't, I believe that the Jews, um, are under the wrath of God and I've got Bible on that. We're going to agree to disagree. Uh, this is me signaling my wife's outside the car. So, okay. Um, nothing. You've not changed my mind. To me, you're very still very anti-Semitic. I still stand by those comments, no matter how much Guy Beaumont jumps up and down. By the way, I, I'm about an hour and a half from Guy Beaumont. So, mm-hmm. once I have a conversation, he can knock on my door. But um, you've not changed my mind on these answers. And again, even if you yourself claim to not be anti-Semitic. These groups are holding you up as a trophy. And there's I don't a know who these groups it. are. All you have to do is Google your own name and you'll find yourself. But uh, on that I note, get discour- I, get- I get discouraged when I Google my name. <laughs> well, on that note, I really do have to go. I hope you have a wonderful day. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on and talking with me publicly about it. So I'll, g- I'll give you credit for that. So thank you very much. We'll talk to you later. I'm going to continue the live stream and kind of talk about some more stuff. I might get Pastor First on here too. And, okay. and Pastor First thing. is even nicer than me. You shouldn't have called him anti-Semitic. So, uh, okay. Have all right, nice we'll talk day. to you later. All right, folks. So that was Peter Cradafilo, I think is how you say it. And he, uh, I will give him credit for coming on and talking to me publicly about this. And that is a, you know, uh, he's going to get mad at me for this, a common trait in the Jewish world to just label everyone anti-Semitic who disagrees with them. We kind of have that same problem too in America where you disagree with anybody who's black, you're a racist. You know, you disagree with any woman, you're a sexist and you're a misogynist. And so uh, where does that come from? You know, the, uh, a lot of these people that use those tactics too often use things like the NT defamation league as a source for their foolishness. So, uh, it's pretty frustrating talking to people like that, but that is the world that we live in. Uh, I invited Pastor First to come on out. I don't know if he's going to be able to or not. I'm going to wait for him, but I did want to uh, point out a few things uh, here. I'm going to let everybody look at the um, original. This is where all this stuff came from. Now, I've had conversations um, on Twitter before uh, with Peter. Hang on a second. Let me get it on here right all right now hopefully you can still hear me let me know in the live chat if i messed anything up but in ifb sermon clips they uh 
trying to do a lot of stuff here at once. They did a post where Pastor Reeves mentioned me and Pastor First, and Peter got got on here and said that uh, they're both anti-Semites, wouldn't hang around them. And so we kind of went back and forth. But, but I wanted to show you, because if you go on Twitter too, if you just search his name and then also look up... Uh, oh, here we go. We got Pastor First on here. Let me get him on. But yeah, so whenever... If, if you search up his name on Twitter... But here's the original tweet too, where it says, uh, they are both anti-Semites, not really the group to be hanging around. And so... Uh, thankfully, I actually had, you know, Pastor Guy Beaumont that he mentioned actually, um, you know, asked me, hey, are you anti-Semitic? And gave me a chance to respond for myself. And I appreciate that. Most people don't do that. Most people just take the accusations and they run with it. And I think that's terrible. And I appreciate him doing that. And, and Pastor Beaumont does not agree with me on eschatology or what I believe about the Jews. But at the same time, some people are capable of disagreeing without just doing this modern libtard thing of just calling you a name, calling you anti-Semitic. Uh, and that's just absolutely ridiculous. And and so uh, I do appreciate that. It's rare you see that. And there was a couple of pastors actually defending me there. So, all right, let's try to get Pastor First back on again. And hopefully we got rid of the echo. So... Unmute. All right. Oh, how about there that? we go. There we go. I can hear you now. Is, All there, right. feedback? Is there a feedback? So, go ahead and give us your thoughts on that whole thing while I try to see if I can get the screen share working because I really want to show some stuff. Yeah. So, um, Peter, Peter's like so many guys that are in the IFB or in evangelical circles. They, they're talking out of both sides of their mouth. Um, I, I wanted at the very end of that conversation, I wanted to ask him, so do you think God's chosen people go to hell? Mm. Are there, are there, are there God's chosen people in hell? Because what, what, what's the point of calling them God's chosen people if they are, if they're not born again? Mm -hmm. And, and, and how, I mean, honestly, it's just like the real estate. How important is the real estate if, if it's all going to burn anyway? Um, so if you're going to burn in hell because you didn't ever get saved, why are we making such a big deal about them being God's chosen people? And why would we even make a big deal? Why would we, why would we pet someone's ego if that's only going to lead to them not wanting Jesus when they're already quote unquote, God's chosen people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, I don't that, know how we, I don't know how we witness to Jews, you know, when we get done, you know, right after telling them, Hey, you're God's chosen people. You know, God's got a special covenant with you. You've even got, you know, he couldn't answer what he has coming that I don't. Yeah, so what's nobody can answer that question. And, and, and he asked you about, you know, uh, about the ethnicity of Jews. Well, didn't the Bible tell us not to pay atten attention to endless genealogies? And I can't say his last name either, but can, can Peter trace back his lineage all the way to Abraham? And if he can, will, will it matter? Well, it doesn't do anything. I think you're correct. I think all of our DNA goes back to Abraham. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the DNA of every human being uh, funnels back down. But who cares? We're not supposed to pay attention to endless genealogies. You talk about racism and prejudice. That's what all this leads to. Mm -hmm. Schofieldism leads to prejudice and racism. And that's what this is. Whereas Galatians says there's neither Jew nor Greek. You know, mm -hmm. or there's neither Jew nor Gentile. 
Uh, we're all one in Christ. We're all of the same family in Christ. By, you know, in Christ, the, the same are the children of Abraham. By faith in Christ are we the children of Abraham. Uh, and so uh, he has made of one blood, you know, uh, and he has made of one all nations. He has uh, made the twain one. Uh, Ephesians says the two become one. Uh, we are no longer uh, separate. Uh, we are one commonwealth. And so the beauty of the gospel is where it ties us all together. And we all become the children of God. We all become born again uh, into one family. And uh, we are the bride of Christ. And there is no separation, as they want to say it. And so whether he wants to admit it or not, he's very prejudiced uh, against others who are not, quote unquote, God's chosen people. And he's defending unsaved people for no reason. Right. No reason at all. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, I'm, you know, we're bad people because we put no difference between them. Yet at the same time, them putting themselves, himself included, above the rest of us, you know, that that's fine. And, you know, but yet we're the bad ones. But, you know, it is, it's amazing too, because, you know, he mentioned that he's read the Talmud. And you know that he and he says know, it's silly. What would yeah, he say? It's silly stuff in there. No, it's, it's like silly. It's satanic. It's antichrist. Yeah. And well, he did it, not like it. He did not like it when you inferred that Jews are antichrist. But First John is not about Gnosticism by itself. First John is clearly saying because because John says they were of us, but they went out from us. Mm-hmm. And and so John is talking about his own people who we who will not receive him in John mm-hmm. chapter one. And in First John it says. If they deny the son, they do not have the father. Right. And then in third John, in third John, it says you're, you're not even to bid them God's speed. Uh, these people that are antichrist. And so you talk about not blessing or or, you know, the opposite of blessing uh, these people. We're, we're to recognize that these people should not be upheld as, quote unquote, God's chosen people. That's just baloney. Uh, on the other hand, that doesn't mean I'm a racist or I'm anti-Semitic. It, this whole argument that he's trying to promote is the same thing as me telling you that I did not vote for Barack Obama and I do not like Barack Obama. And you saying to me, well, then that means you're a racist. You don't like black people. That's the whole logic here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just telling the truth about an unsaved group of people who claim to be God's chosen people. And it's making, quote unquote, Bible believers mad. What's up with that? Uh, mm-hmm. Come on. I, I just I have a brain. I'm supposed to use it. And I also have a Bible where in my Bible, according to Peter's definition of anti-Semitism, in my Bible, Jesus and John the Baptist are anti-Semites then. Because Jesus said that they were a generation of vipers. Mm-hmm. Jesus, they said, our, oh, father's he broad-brushed Abraham, them. our father's Abraham. And Jesus said, no, your father's the devil. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, if you have a problem with Jesus and John the Baptist, then I, you know, then I guess, I guess you'll, you have to just uh, work around that as a, as a theologian. Right, but, but on the other hand, I'm in good company if John the Baptist and Jesus uh, are saying that, and uh, I'll take my chances as far as losing any blessings of Abraham. Yeah, uh, on that, on that, on that line. Right. Yeah. So what started this? And unfortunately, my screen share is not working right. But um, he, yeah, um, and, and I know what you're going to say, and I just want to say that in that tweet, he called, he he mentioned me and you. Right. He said that you and I were both anti-Semites, but then when I offered to come on the show, he didn't want us together. No, no, but yeah, he so but no, it actually, want us to on together. right. What originally started him calling me anti-Semitic, it goes back on November 29th. Um, I had did a post that says, in case anyone isn't sure about my position, I am 100% against Hanukkah. 
And I put a statement on there on purpose that I knew people would not understand. And I believe I posted my link and I, uh, um, I'd been posting my link and I was posting clips of a sermon I did uh, from uh, back in 2020 about Hanukkah. And, I, and so I said, the temple never saved anyone, Jesus saves. Now that's not going to make sense to a lot of people, including Peter, because they don't even know what Hanukkah is about and where it comes from. The Hanukkah that people are practicing today is very modern. It's a very modern practice. And I knew exactly the kind of response that I would get. And so uh, some of the things I did when the conversation came up, I asked, you know, why aren't you mourning the destruction of the temple like they did in the Old Testament? The temple got wiped out. It's been gone for almost 2,000 years. Now, he doesn't understand that question either. But what he had done before is he mentioned how Jesus celebrated Hanukkah. Because people always like to go... And he went to, he said, tell that to Jesus who celebrated it in John 10, 22 and 23, where all it does is it mentions how Jesus went to Jerusalem and walked in Solomon's porch and the feast of the dedication. And, and what's funny in that story, the Jews came along and were doubting that he was the Christ. Well, that feast, that is the only place in the Bible where the feast of dedication is mentioned. That's the only place in the Bible. Hanukkah did not come out. The earliest writings you can find about Hanukkah are in the Talmud that came out hundreds of years later. So before this, where we can find out about the Feast of the Dedication is in the Maccabees, the Book of the Maccabees. It's in the Apocrypha. And the Feast of the Dedication was something that they did after they destroyed the temple. Uh, when the Greeks came through and destroyed the temple, after they did it, or not destroyed it, but after they had desecrated it, they had a cleansing of the temple and they rededicated it and they started doing the sacrifices again. And so to celebrate them being able to use the temple again, after years of not being able to use it, they started the Feast of Dedication. And that was something that was to be done at the temple. So before that, they had a time of mourning that they did every year that they talked about in Jeremiah. And in the book of Zechariah, they wanted to know, there's a chapter where they were asking, hey, you know, should we still be observing this time of weeping and fasting because they had no temple? And uh, the prophet told them, hey, if you've learned your lesson, then yes, you can end this practice of weeping and fasting because you have a temple again. They don't know any of this stuff. Even Christians, they don't know any, they don't know any of these details so the truth is, if you're going to be true to Judaism, you should be having a time of weeping and fasting because there is no temple. But if you're a Christian, that would be just stupid because we don't need a temple. Our body is the temple of, of and, Christ. And if you're sola scriptura, if you're only the Bible, if you're Bible only, mm-hmm. and you're going to criticize the Mormons for having other books besides the Bible, mm-hmm. uh, then then I think you need to stop paying attention to endless genealogies and traditions of men and uh, stuff like that. I think, I think the reason why I could care less about the Hanukkah is because my Bible doesn't tell me to talk about the Hanukkah or to worship or to, or to be involved with that. Uh, if it's in the Bible, then I'll pay attention to it. Passover is in the Bible, but the Passover they have today is not the Passover of the Bible. The Bible tells me that Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Mm. So I celebrate Christ uh, and they do not. Um, and you see these Bible-believing, quote-unquote, churches, 
that are having seders and stuff like that. Yeah. And they're getting away from the Bible and into tradition. And, and, and there's a whole bunch of people out there that are just blind to anything. And, and they just turn, they just, they just turn a deaf ear to any negativity uh, because if it's Jewish, then it must be godly. And uh, if it's Jewish, then it must be good. And they're, they're, they're just, they're just willfully ignorant on this. And uh, we need to be aware of that. We need to be aware that the apostles in the book of Acts had public enemy number one uh, was Christians and public uh, persecutor prosecutors was Jewish people. They were chasing them from city to city. They were the ones, uh, the Bible says, that crucified the Lord. And uh, it's because they were antichrist. He did not like it. He did not like it when you mentioned them being antichrist. He did not no, like that at all. He but, ran but to that not, Gnostic stuff. Yeah, and 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 he's just denying the Bible when he does that. Yeah, because they, if they, they don't get that the from son, the Bible. Yeah, yeah, they, they, you know the the only place we see the term Antichrist in the Bible is in First yeah. John. Yeah, I mean, no, right? Yeah, the only mention the only mention of Jew in, in Revelation is the synagogue of Satan. Right. right? Yeah, and so that there the, are Jews that are not. And the, but the thing about that, what's interesting about that, it's literally a people whose description is identical to the Jews. Also, but they, they want to tell you from history, well, no, that's, that's the Gnostics, okay? Well, here's the thing, other thing about that, too. And they got to go outside the Bible to explain Yeah, that. they always have to go outside the Bible to explain right. that. You can't, but, you they, know, they, don't, they don't like it that I can take the 66 books of the Word of God right. and, and show them why they're wrong. They, but they'll, that they'll go to their libraries and try to tell me that they're right, uh, which makes them extra biblical right off the bat. Right. And so that's the thing. The Bible couldn't be more clear. Who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is a Christ, do, is do does the Jewish do the Jews deny that Jesus is a Christ? Yeah, well, and, it, and, it's, and it's pretty simple. About, he was talking about the the uh, secular Jews, Soros, and everything. But mm. but here, listen. The reason why Jews, like no other group of people, are guilty of these things as a whole is because they deny Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are there are people out there who are not saved, born again. But they are not deniers of Jesus Christ, such as Catholics and other religions. They are not nearly as opposed to Jesus Christ as are this group of people. It's in their heritage to deny Christ. Their Talmud says that that Jesus is in hell boiling in his own excrement. That's what his quote-unquote silly Talmud says. Yes. So, hey, I want to talk about this, too. I'm, I'm... I haven't been paying much attention to the live chat. I just saw this on Twitter, though. But Joe, uh, pastor, I believe he's a pastor, Joe Shakur, who I believe also uh, claims to be of Jewish descent, um, he put on their vessels of wrath with a question mark. Now, shockingly, when you tell people that the Jews are the vessels of wrath, yeah, they look at you like a deer in a headlights. Right, and it's right. like, and th- listen, there's a reason the Calvinists have been destroying the dispensationalists in Romans 9 for years. Yep. But Romans 9 could not be more clear. He's specifically talking about, verse 4, who are Israelites to whom pertaineth the adoption, the glory, and the covenants, and the giving of the law, and the service of God, and the promises. The old co- te- uh, the covenants, they were made for them. He's talking about the Jews he goes on to say, "For as though the word of God hath taken none effect, for they are not all Israel which are of Israel, neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children, but an Isaac shall thy seed be called. That is, they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of promise are counted for the seed. 
That's so that passage couldn't be any more clear there. So we're not going to go. I'm not going to do a full exposition of uh, Romans chapter nine, but when he says Paul starts this chapter out, and everybody ignores this part, he starts this out saying, "I have." great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart for I could wish that myself were a curse from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh, because judgment was coming for Israel. And Paul understood that Paul knew that he did not want to see, you know, physical judgment come on a physical nation that he was a part of and that he loved. But you know what he said? Who am I to speak against the potter? He said, um, in, in verse uh, 18, therefore hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy on whom he will he hardeneth. Now the Calvinists love to use that by individuals, but no, this is comparing Jacob to Esau here. This is comparing the children of the flesh from the children of promise. Yep. And it says, Nay, but O man, who art thou that replies against God? Shall the thing form say to him that formed it? Why hast thou made me thus? Hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? What if God willing to show his wrath and to make his power known endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction? That is physical Israel. And that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy. That's the believers, which he hath afore prepared unto glory, even us whom he hath called, not of the Jews only, but of the Gentiles. So the children of the flesh, they are the vessels of wrath. The children of promise, they're the vessels of mercy. And we are vessels of mercy, not by our bloodline, but by our faith. And so was Paul, because he was of faith. But Paul was very clear in 1 Thessalonians 2, that the wrath has come upon them to the uttermost. We're saved to the uttermost, to the end. They're under God's wrath, to the end. And so when... People look at me like shocked with that. It's like, this is real clear. You know? Yeah. And so when you, when you call someone anti-Semitic, my mind says you can't be any more anti-Semitic than to tell somebody that's not saved that they're already good to go because they're chosen of God and to, and to defend uh, them against anyone who tries to tell them the truth about the fact they need to be born again. Mm. Uh, I wonder if Peter and people like him are, are burning as much energy trying to tell the people of Israel they need to be born again versus trying to tell us to stop saying naughty things about them. Right. Uh, you know, as if, as if that's what I do all day. Uh, the point is, is that I'm anti-false. I'm anti-lies. And, and this, this is probably one of the biggest lies in the world right now. Um, and that's why, as you were saying earlier, when you were talking to him, that's why the Muslims and, and the whole other crowd uh, are hard to reach because most of the Bible believers have been uh, pro-Israel. Uh, and and so th- th- they don't they, they see Christianity as bring as being a uh, a pro uh, enemy <laughs> pro pro their enemy and uh, and so we need to recognize that neither Jew nor Gentile are going to heaven and they all need to be born again and they all need to be preached to um, but it's awfully hard to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ in Israel uh, and oh by the way my church we support a saved Jew in Israel right now. I'm not going to give you his name because he doesn't want his name out there because he's kind of undercover right now, mm-hmm. but he lives in Israel. He got saved in America. He was born in a Jewish family. He was born again into God's family. Uh, he understands, he knows what it takes to reach people like that. And he knows that patting him on the head and doing humanitarian aid is not 
giving them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So I can support that. That guy doesn't have to agree with me on everything about eschatology, but I know that he's trying to win the people there to the Lord Jesus Christ. Yep. And these guys that are just going over there and just patting them on the head and saying, you're, you're God's chosen people. They're, they're actually helping to damn them. They're loving them to death is what they're doing. Right. Well, Hey, um, I've got pastor guy Beaumont. He kind of got a lot of this stuff going. He wants to join us okay. on here. So, um, give me a minute to, um, add him. Ah, now it's not letting me admit him. Pastor Beaumont, if you're watching this, could you try, uh, entering in one more time? So, well, Hey, I appreciate you coming on pastor first and, yeah, you, uh, want to give me you a chance to say something. So you want me to check out then? Yeah, go ahead. And then okay. we'll talk to you later. All right. All right. So yeah, pastor guy Beaumont, he is from, he's also from Pennsylvania. Um, uh, yeah, he was the one that originally, uh, called this out, uh, when Peter got going and, um, yeah, I appreciate him kind of taking the task. I wish more people would do that kind of thing. You know, you, you never, you, you never help your side by lying about your opponents. Uh, it just, it doesn't accomplish anything. It doesn't work. And so, all right. So pass Can you hear me? Can you, can you hear me preacher? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I can hear you. So, Hey, thanks for coming on. Uh, appreciate this. So after watching that, give me your honest opinion. I, and I know okay. you don't agree with everything I've said, but I mean, do you think I'm anti-Semitic? No, no. Let me, uh, let me say a few things here. I didn't listen to your whole conversation with brother first. I don't, I don't know the man. Mm -hmm. um, and I listened to the first five minutes, but honestly, since we disagree eschatologically, mm -hmm. I didn't see the point. Right. Um, I want to address your conversation with Peter and mm -hmm. what was said back and forth. Um, I literally just told him on Twitter. Um, I was hoping he would either prove that you are an anti-Semite or apologize. Mm -hmm. That's really the option. Either prove that you are or apologize for that accusation. <clears throat> he didn't either. Uh, he thought he would give to a gotcha moment with his comments about the Holocaust mm -hmm. uh, and some of those other things. Um, Anderson, that kind of stuff. It, 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 they were just weak jabs that weren't founded in anything that was factual um you answered his questions you are for the jews getting saved you believe god loves them you witness to them you have no issue with them than you do with anybody else so i'm not really sure how that comes across as anti-semite you asked him about him uh knowing that most of the businesses are owned by Jews. And he denied that. Like, I know I literally, before I got on here, I jumped on Google and I said, businesses owned by Jews and almost the first 10 links are all Jewish organizations <laughs> yeah. that list all the businesses that they own that are Google and Facebook and Starbucks and Baskin Robbins. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it, the list goes on and on and on. Like right. there's nothing conspiracy about that. There's nothing anti-Semitic about that. That is, to quote you, a fact. Yeah. It's a fact. <laughs> it's just reality. You know? I, I just, I'm listening to, and, and 
He interrupted you constantly. He said, I'll give you the last two minutes. As soon as you got a sentence out, he interrupted you. He couldn't, This you gave him Bible for everything. When uh, he denied the spirit of Antichrist, I was just baffled. I know. I'm baffled. As a Bible believer, I'm baffled. Because that's not just for the Jew, that's for anybody that teaches anything right. other than Christ coming in the flesh. Yeah. So for him to deny that, again, I, I, I he's young. Uh, he is brash, which I admire. When I was that age, I nice still am uh was very brash but there's too much ignorance that's tied into it that hurt him mm-hmm. um, and that said he, he, he made a comment on my facebook post a few weeks ago about a specific conference that was very uncalled for and i said bro i would never say that that is just wrong and he deleted it mm-hmm. uh so he showed me that he had some maturity in that but then to to go over to the crowd that doesn't even know if we have a bible that's perfect and call you and I, I forget who else for the first, I think, anti-Semitic. And then I challenged him privately on it and he had no facts. And then I asked you publicly and you proved that you weren't, at least by your words. Mm-hmm. I don't know your heart. I don't know what's going on in your head, but you put publicly that you're not. And he said, I still believe it. Then after I a 20 minute conversation where you literally answered every question he had, gave lots of Bible and gave great logical answers. And he said, I still believe you're anti-Semitic. It, it's, it's. I mean, wow. I, I just, I, I, I listened to it and I just went, wow. Right. Wow. Well, we disagree. Right. Eschatologically. Mm-hmm. But I agree. Jews have to get saved the same way we get saved. Uh, yeah. Right. I believe the nation of Israel is God's chosen people. I believe that. And I'm not going to go back and forth. You believe what you believe. I believe what I believe. But that doesn't mean that you hate Jews. It doesn't mean that you're anti-Semitic. It's just, wow. I don't don't agree with you that they are uh, fit for God's wrath. I I disagree with your interpretation of Romans 9. But again, that's your eschatological view. That is not a racist viewpoint. Right. Well, and I appreciate you. Yeah. And I'm really glad you came on here because uh, something that I kind of deal with, because, you know, I'm I'm from, you know, more your world originally. And I feel like I'm always have to convince people on my side that, you know, pro Jew, pre-trib, IFB people, they're not these they're not these horrible people. Uh, But the problem is you have guys like the the crazy extremists, you know, your Ruckmanite types, guys like Peter they go and they throw out the crazy accusations. They throw out the anti-Semitism claim. They all these other just extreme things, and it makes you know your side look like nut jobs. And that's why it's good when you see your side being foolish to call it out. You know, and 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 you know, everybody's just lucky that I am so for the IFB world. I don't want to broad brush them. I don't want to paint them in a bad light, but it would be easy for me, you know, to feature guys like him and to feature some of the other crazies, you know, to just kind of discredit the entire other side. But I'm just not going to do that because I actually know the other side and I know the hearts of these people. And I do think that, you know, and while there are key areas of disagreement, unfortunately, it's been very difficult for me to get opportunities to actually talk about real issues because one thing, and I, I don't understand why my screen share is not working, but I, I just typed in Peter's name 
Uh, go on Twitter, type in at Peter J. Kratofilo, and then Anderson. And the guy constantly wants to talk about Steven Anderson. And he's not the only one that's like that. And especially in, in these threads with me, I mean, there's just tweet after tweet after tweet. It's just all Anderson, Anderson, Anderson. You know, it's because Anderson's a controversial guy. A lot of people don't like him. And so, you know, if he can just, you know, keep throwing his name out there and then get all of his baggage attacks attached to me, he's going to win the argument. But, you know, this argument, I never bring him up. I don't quote him. I, you know, I'm trying to, I'll, I'll quote Bible and then people want to talk about Anderson. And the one thing I don't want to do is that I don't, I'm not in fellowship with him anymore, but I, I still refuse to take these people's bait who like to still throw his name around. I think just hoping I'll just start bashing him, you know, and saying all these terrible things about him. Because Nathan did the same thing with you and you didn't take the bait. Nate, I just yesterday on my interview with Pastor Reeves brought up how Nathan constantly brings up, do you know this about Pastor Tommy? Anytime somebody agrees with me about anything, and he did the same thing, he tried connecting you, accusing you of, of defending Steven Anderson because, you know, Pete is calling me an anti-Semite with no basis. And then all of a sudden now, you know, you're a new IFB Steven Anderson lackey. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. But that's the way that crowd works. I think it's wrong and disgusting. I said, and this is the first time you and I have ever spoken with each other. But, you know, I, I appreciate you calling it out publicly because I wish more people would do that kind of thing. Uh, these people are so dishonest. And I, I feel like Pete is just a guy. He's got one foot in the IFB, another foot in the reform or recovering fundamentalist crowd. He's always trying to make these guys think good of him. And you know what? Nathan was egging him on through this whole thing and using him. And yep. he, he didn't get the memo that, you know, he, he got the memo, you never back down from what you say, no matter how stupid it is. But he didn't get the memo that when you get challenged publicly, and you, that you back that you run and hide. Because I've called Nathan out many times trying to get him to publicly talk with me, and he won't do it because he's scared. But Pete didn't get the memo on that. He was supposed to duck and hide, and he, and he didn't. He came on here. I made this statement last night uh, when someone that I know that I see is being lied about like that publicly, mm -hmm. like I don't, I don't have to agree with you. I don't have to hang out. You and I have never spent one minute together mm -hmm. on a phone or in person. We had a couple debates on Twitter um, where we were at complete opposite and we were both throwing hand grenades at each other. So, you know, I, I just, I, I, when they came after Reeves and brother Reeves and I never had a conversation one time, but the RFP crowd came after Reeves and what they said was blatantly false. I know. Well, I see, defend. Yeah. Oh, Hey, look, Peter, a... <laughs> uh, Peter put on Twitter a thing about me in the anti-defamation league. I didn't even, I didn't even know I made that. That's yeah, where you so, got. <laughs> so, hey, hang on. Based on him saying that, uh -huh. does that make Jesus a drunk? I don't know. I mean, it's because the, he was used by the wrong crowd of being a wine bibber and all that, a, a glutton. Mm -hmm. so, therefore, because they guilted him by association, does that mean Jesus was those things? Since somebody's mentioning your name, right? That's, that, that's so childish. That's so <laughs> that's he's, so immature. He's using the same source that of people who called Jesus a wine bibber. You know, the Jews that he admitted the anti defamation league was started by 
Jews. He said it's been hijacked by the leftists. It's all it's always been leftists. I mean, good night. So that's pretty funny. I didn't even know I was, I didn't even know I was on their list. You know, I'll take it as a badge of honor, I guess. I, I don't. And here's here's one years ago, Steve Anderson's website. Mm-hmm. He had something called a blacklist or something like mm-hmm. that of preachers that he disagreed with on repentance and put their names out there. And then he had a list of preachers that he agreed with. My name was on that list. I've never met Steve Anderson. I've never preached with him. I would never preach with Steve Anderson mm-hmm. ever. So does that mean that he and I agree on everything because my name was on his page? Like that, that, that <laughs> so, now is it's just it it's grasping for straws. Yeah. Here's mine. And here's what you so to me, there's a difference between culture and religion. Mm-hmm. And I think you tried to make that distinction with Peter, but he for some reason couldn't grasp that. Right. When he said that the Talmud just has silly stories. No, they are absolutely diabolical, ungodly, wicked, satanic. Mm-hmm. Defend that and just call it silly was horrible. You have to be, uh, this was Jonah's problem. You've got to be more loyal to the Lord's word than you are to a nation. Right. And I, again, we disagree. I believe Israel is God's chosen people. I believe the Jews are God's chosen people, but they still have to be saved. Mm. They, they still live wickedly. I don't promote them in any shape, way, kind of form, any more than I do a white person, a black person, a Jewish person, a uh, Hindu, Buddhist, Asian. I mean, go right down the line. Right. That's not. Yeah, you just you just and, believe there's still something coming good for them in the future, you know. And so right. we can we can disagree right. on that. At the end of the day, we both for right now when it counts, you know, we both feel the same way about how they, how they need, what they need. And that's Jesus Christ, you know, and I don't think you're going to shy away from using the name of Jesus around them. You know, correct. But no, your answers to him, as I was listening to you using Bible and trying to deal with his questions and answer them logically and scripturally, uh, and him calling you an anti-Semite, I thought that you were spot on. Again, doesn't mean I agreed with you talking about them being fitted for God's right. I disagree with that. But that's not the point of being anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. And he was literally all over the place. Yeah. He did not, with a clear conscience, stand before God and say, you are anti-Semite. Nobody listening to that conversation can call you, with a clear conscience, an anti-Semite. Mm-hmm. What they can say is he disagrees with the Jews' position in the end times. Mm-hmm. That's been every post-tribber, mid-wrath, you name it. That that's been their position, but they've ne- nobody's ever called them anti-Semite. Yep. Nobody's well, ever. Yeah. And I was told I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, Tommy. I was hoping he had something to point at that you said, where basically you hate Jews, you're hostile towards Jews. Jews can't be saved. Jews are trash. Like any of those things, mm-hmm. and you had none of that. And for your answers, I commend you. Uh, again, doesn't mean you know I, I'm already being accused that you know now you're my crowd and Anderson's my crowd and all that. But anybody who knows me, especially in the Northeast, and if you've seen my persona on Twitter, anybody who knows me knows that is the furthest thing from reality. That's the blessing of being independent. Mm-hmm. We don't. Have agree with each other unfortunately if you join the other side the other crowd you have to walk in 
line and step. Otherwise, you can't fit in with them. Uh, but, you know, you can be post-trib and I can still break bread with you. If I ever thought you said something that was anti-Semitic, I would call you out publicly for it. Mm. The same way that I call. And if I said something like that, I'm okay with people calling me out. Pete owes you an apology. Yeah, I, I well, I agree. But yeah, but I no, I do because uh, you know you mentioned too, you know Anderson. I'm said so I'm a very I'm defensive when I see people being lied about, and and you know what whether you like Anderson or don't like Anderson, he gets lied about a lot, and you know that was I get out a lot. I know right. that, and that's one of the reasons too. One of the things that you know got me involved with him. You know, I defended him on some stuff, and I never saw myself as like identical to him and everything, and but you know. I liked, you know, I liked most of what he was doing and uh, I didn't like seeing him lied about and I wanted to, you know, to defend him. You know, I've had to separate myself just because of a lot of his following. You know, if you, if you get too close to him, you kind of get a lot of other crazy followers and preachers with you. And it's just like, I just, I couldn't do it anymore. Uh, But, you know, at the the end of the day too, I still don't want to hear people lie about him. It's like, you know, you can disagree with him about stuff. You can even not like him for some things, but you you never do yourself a favor when you lie about him, you know? And I think I think uh, people have really hurt themselves with that. And that's kind of, but that's how I've gotten to know him. You know, I defended him, you know, when I think he deserved to be defended. You know, guys like Pastor Reeves, that's kind of how I got to know him. Uh, and I just, I guess I'm sick of, you know, watching people in the IFB just let their own crowd get away with, you know, foolish lies like that. And to me, if the more I dislike somebody, the more I don't want to see them lied about. And I've been saying this a lot, and I'll say it again. Anytime you lie about somebody, you discredit all the truths that are out there about them. And there are people out there that, you know, we should be, that people need to stay away from and that we should put warnings out there against. But when you lie about them, it gives them something that they can latch on to to prove that you're the fraud and that they're the victim. And we love victims in 2022. And yep. so sometimes sometimes we just need to say, you know, I don't really agree with that person everything. You know, I'm sure they're probably a good guy, not somebody I'm going to want a fellowship with, but you, you just, you can't lie about them. But that's, that's the go-to for everything. You disagree, anti-Semitic, you disagree, they're not saved. And I just, I don't like that. And... I've gotten trouble with every crowd I've ever ran with because I have, I defend people when they get lied about. I don't care. You know, I I don't care what crowd I'm supposed to be a part of. I don't want to be a part of any crowd that's going out there lying about people. Agreed. And and and, and when I know something is a fact, I'm not just going to sit there and pretend that, you know, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just opinionated. If I'm sitting there in a conversation, we're having a round table discussion with a bunch of preachers and they start ripping on somebody, you know, even if I don't like, if they say something that's not true, I'm not just going to sit there and nod my head and agree. I was like, well, you know, that's actually not right. And you know, people don't like that. And so. The two biggest, I've said this now for a couple of decades, the two biggest flaws in the IFB movement are pride and insecurity. Mm-hmm. And until we're willing to, A, admit that we're not as great as we think we are, and B, not get butthurt when somebody says that, Mm -hmm. it'll be a great day for us 
as preachers, you know, these guys that set themselves up. I, I, I hear uh, uh, these terms, the IFB kings and the IFB elite and the IFB hierarchy. And I don't know if I necessarily agree with that to a degree. I've had this conversation with a few preachers that we both that we would both know. Um, but the bottom line is there are those who are perceived that way. And I mean, I, I questioned a periodical one time. I wrote a letter to the person who runs it. And I immediately got a phone. Well, not immediately. Within an hour, I got a phone call from another preacher who I didn't even send an email to who would have in another state who how would he even know that I emailed this guy mm. who said, no, 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 no. You can't do stuff like that. You can't do that. And I thought this is a problem because, number one, if you're going to be put it out public for everybody to read, you've got to be open to hearing people comment on it. And number two. You can't gossip and send that off to somebody else and have someone else do your dirt. It's just mm -hmm. it, it, that kind of stuff is too prevalent. And we're afraid. To, look, I love when you say, let's go online and talk about it. Yeah. You have to mean, you know, to say that you're melting or having a meltdown, like Nate said, cracked me up because you literally said, I'm not anti Semite. Why don't you come on live and we'll talk about it? That's not a meltdown. A meltdown is. Where's Matthew 18? Who's running these accusations? Why didn't you come to me? But that's a meltdown. Yeah. And I don't even know why Nathan stuck his head in here other than he loves seeing IFB guys go at it because in the end, he thinks he looks better because of it. Hmm. But anyone who knows how the game is played knows that that's just silly. Nathan's a silly guy. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. But but I just, I you know, again, I just just to make sure I'm understood – I disagree with you eschatologically. I'm a pre-trib, pre-mill, and I believe that the nation of Israel is God's chosen people. That being said, I do not think you're anti-Semite. I don't think you said anything that I have read or heard or seen that would make you anti-Semite. I think Pete is wrong for saying that. And now hearing you say it to him and answer his questions, for him to say you are still anti-Semitic, he is either a liar or he's delusional. I don't know if there's a third option. Right. Um, and I know there's a couple of guys, Pastor Joe Shakur uh, has, he's commented to you on Twitter. You'll see it when you go on there, if you haven't. Um, he's Jewish. Uh, mm -hmm. And he, he he asked some questions. And I think, I think Joe is extremely intelligent. Um, I think he's very logical. Uh, and I would love to, you know, even see you answer some of his questions or him talk to you. But again, yeah, you know what? I'll talk to Joe. He just said on here, the take on Vessels of Wrath is not just eschatology, it's soteriology. It's close to his take on homosexuals as, as how they cannot be saved. Not only is it unbiblical, it shapes your thinking if you see Jews as Vessels of Wrath for destruction. That statement is pure ignorance right there. I, I, I can't see it. And before yeah. you answer it, before you answer it, let me answer it for you just from my understanding. Okay. And I, I, I don't see it. You have already said you believe Jews can be saved. Mm -hmm. So I don't know your position. If you think homosexuals can't be saved, I would disagree with you on that because mm -hmm. I've seen them saved in my church. And now they're married and have families and everything else. But that, that's beside the point. You have already stated that you believe Jews can be saved. And they need to be saved by trusting in Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. just like everybody else. How does that disagree soteriologically? 
be, I'll tell you why. It's because he's been listening to a Calvinist take on that who believe that the vessels of wrath are those who cannot be saved because of the Calvinist reprobate doctrine, which I completely deny. In fact, I mean, the Apostle Paul in uh, Romans chapter 11 makes it crystal clear that they're not cast away. You know, they're not reprobate. He said, I'm of Israel. You know, Paul used himself as proof that Jews can still be saved. What I believe when it comes to the vessels of wrath, I believe if you are a Jew, if you are just the physical seed, when Jesus Christ returns, if all you've got going for you is that you're just of the physical people, you're in for destruction. Agreed. I agree with that. Yeah. So the thing is, just like I would say that for Gentile too. Right. But every one of them could be saved. So it's, it's not the same thing. And you know, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be nice to uh, pastor Shakur. He hasn't called me names or anything, but he clearly misunderstands. I would challenge him though, to take a lesson from Peter and I'd be careful throwing accusations around publicly you know, unless he has the humility to back down, take him back, or apologize. If he wants to call me and talk to me, I'd love to talk with him about Yeah. It. My wife my wife makes a statement walking around the house with our family. And it's a great statement. She says this ask questions, don't make statements. Yes. Ask questions. Again, when you got four boys and two girls and teenagers and young adults and all that kind of stuff, we we, we tend to make statements instead of asking a question. And it would really help some of us if we would ask questions. Mm. Like, if Pete thought you were anti-Semitic, and I didn't know he was Jewish, I didn't know that at all. So that was that was news to me. If he thought you were Jewish, let me ask you this, since he's hurled that accusation out now several times publicly. Has Pete ever come to you and said, hey, Brother Tommy, do you hate the Jews? Do you come across as anti-Semitism? Do you mind if I ask you some questions? Because I'm confused right now. Mm. Has he ever done that? No. No. So the no. first thing you see is just public statements saying you're anti-Semitic. Right. Yeah. And, you know, one thing I, I've done several times, you know, when I, if I'm going to preach against Calvinists or whatever, I, I've on a couple different occasions, I've literally called Calvinists up. It's like, hey, this is what I'm, I think you guys believe. Am I representing this right? You know, and, and I love having those conversations with people because I do. I really think that that sharpens you up. And if I do, if I want to change people's minds, I will not do it. I will discredit myself if I just get up and I destroy a straw man. Sure. I'll, I'll hurt my own cause. And these guys, it's like, you know, they have to beat up a straw man so they can feel like they're beating up something. And, you know, people's, you know, but again, I got to give Peter credit. He did come and publicly talk. Now, yep. he did, now, you know, he kind of had to because I, I called him out and he said he would. I don't know if he was taking me serious or not. And I was dead serious, um, you know, but I, I, I'll give him credit for that. Most guys don't do that. A Nathan Cravette, he's not going to do anything public uh, with me. Uh, there, there's absolutely no way. And I think that's a shame. And I think if, you know, if you're going to talk about somebody, and this is a, just kind of a uh, rule I've had, um, if I talk about you publicly, then I should be able to talk with you publicly or privately. Some people might not want to do something public like this, but they might be willing to, you know, I should at least take a phone call, sure. you know, and, sure. and I, I, I stick by that. And I always keep that in mind. Anytime I'm up publicly talking about somebody that, that is an invitation 
for them, you know, for me to talk publicly with them too. Because I don't think it's fair to do that. The RFP guys, they've featured me on their show many times. They name me at Idea Day, but those guys will not get on a public platform with me there and discuss anything with me. And it's because, you know, all they can do is act hip and cool while being unchallenged. And when it comes to those who are, are willing to stand up to them, they back down fast. And well, it, it, I mean, they proved that this morning. Mm-hmm. It's let your yay be nay and your nay, let your yay be yay and your nay be nay, not, we'll circle back to that later on. <laughs> yeah. Patience and wait. Mm-hmm. No, you stuck your nose out, you grabbed the dog by the ears, and then you got upset when you got pinned back and asked to provide an answer. And Nate looks just as foolish right now as Pete does. Mm. Um, and I, I, I'm be honest with you. I hope, I hope a lot of preachers. I, I'm glad Brother Joe uh, threw his hat in here and made some comments. And I hope other preachers do. But be honest. Use integrity. Be mm. truthful. Don't, don't tag random names to people mm. that have nothing to do with it. Ask you your position and go with your answer. And unless you say anything otherwise, it is what it is. Mm. Again, if you come out next week and say something like, I hate the Jews, then I'm okay with anybody labeling you as anti-Semitic because that's an anti-Semitic statement. Right. But for you to say, I just don't believe they're God's chosen people, but God loves them, God died for them, and they need to get saved and I'll witness to to them, there's nothing in the very definition of anti-Semite is having hostility towards them or hatred towards them. And you have neither of those. You mm-hmm. disagree with a theological position uh, at the end times, a prophetic conversation. That is all. And for anybody to make that into out to be anything else is being completely disingenuous. And that's the stuff, honestly, that hurts the IFB movement. Yeah. And it needs to stop. It needs I, to stop. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. And, you know, I said, I, I don't particularly like getting, you know, doing these drama streams and stuff like that. But you know what? I'm tired of being called an anti-Semite. And I'm I'm tired of uh, the IFB putting up with stuff like that. And, we, you know, we need some honesty. And so I, did, I, I, I was refreshed at seeing, you know, you know, guys like you, Pastor Pomeroy, too. I've talked to him before. Me and Pastor Pomeroy, we disagree on that. But, you know, we were able to have a civil, even enjoyable conversation with each other over it. And let me me say this to you. In the last, I guess that started at, what, like 10 or 11 o'clock last night. So Mm -hmm. in the last almost 15 hours, Mm -hmm. I probably gotten over 50 text messages and DMs that are in agreement with you mm-hmm. that are guys who don't agree with you eschatologically. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are in agreement with, uh, you not being anti-Semite and that Pete has crossed the line. And I look, I got six kids. I own a thriving business and my church is doing wonderfully. And I travel all over the place. I leave Saturday for Colorado to preach, a revival, not a revival, a 10 year anniversary for a young lady who I won when she was 10 years old as a bus kid here in the south side of Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. And she married a preacher and they're coming up on their church's 10 year anniversary in Colorado and they're flying me out there. I'm busy. I, 
I'm not driving an hour and a half to go sit on Pete's front porch where he is just going to say, no, you're an anti-Semite because uh, you believe in conspiracies. He even said you believe in a lot of Jewish conspiracies. And I asked him to name them and he can't. He won't. Like, I, I, I just, you know, this is the kind of stuff that is just, it's so dumb. It, like, I don't even want to say it's hurtful. It's just dumb. Right. Like, it's just, it's just stupid. Well, it's just, it's childish. Well, and the thing is, I even threw it out there, too, that, you know, because of, you know, people that I've hung out with, because of my position, I have enemies out there who have lied about me. And so, yeah, I mean, if you're reading about me on the Anti-Defamation League, I, I can see why you're going to have some negative thoughts about me. Um, it, he, Pete didn't even bring up some of the good stuff that I thought he would. I mean, I had some things prepared, ready to show up on screen uh, because I, you know, I see a lot of the stuff that's out there about me and the you know misrepresentations. And you know, when it, when I first got involved with an online ministry and I and the online attacks started coming. I got I got really overwhelmed at first because you know one I wasn't used to it but it's like I felt like I've got to respond to all of this stuff because I can't have people thinking these things about me and then I came to the quick realization I can't you know there's there's so much stuff and I was like you know what my real friends will ask me about it and you know and I've I've been sad at in the last few years at things that I found out people thought about me that were just completely false and, and they never talked to me about it. You know, that, that kind of thing hurts, but it's like, I can't go chasing down every rumor. Now I'm just going to tell you what's probably going to happen with you. You know, now that you did this, you know, you're going to get labeled Andersonite, you know, you're going to, they're going to accuse you of everything I get accused of. And you know what they'll probably do, you know, there, because this did not go very well for Pete. And I think he probably got most of his in, info from Nathan. They're going to keep digging and let me, there's other stuff out there that looks worse. Um, and so they'll try to throw that too. But I'm telling you, there's answers for all this stuff. There's uh, there's people out there, they take clips, things I say, completely out of context. And yeah, we, we see IFB preacher clips. You know, they're not the ones that do it with me. There's It's mostly atheists that do it with me. But, you know, you could take a short clip of somebody saying something and make it sound really bad. Like that quote that's on the Anti-Defamation League. You go listen to that whole sermon where I'm talking about all that stuff. It's very clear, you know, what I'm talking about. And anybody with any honesty is going to see through it. But, um, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, people need to do the right thing. And I, I hope, I, I'm nice to people that when people call me up and they disagree with me, um, this is another policy I have. If somebody is honest enough to call me, disagree with me, but they do it in the right way, even if we like completely disagree and I think they're teaching crazy heresy, I don't publicly go after those people. I, you know, but when you, when you publicly attack, you know, it's another story. The, the gloves come off, and so I hope this is a lesson to all these people out there who would disagree with me. That, you know, before you just go take something you heard in the internet and run with it, you know, you you should talk to me first. I promise I'll be nice. And we had, we got attacked a few years ago where we had major persecution online from a lot of the homosexual crowd, the atheists, and they, they put so much stuff out there online about me. It's just, it's mind boggling. I mean, my name's trash online. Like I said, I don't Google my name. 
because it's too discouraging what I see out there. But it's like, you know, in, you know, the people that know me, the people that care, the people who are honest, they will talk to me about it. You know, those who are just looking for something to nail me with, they'll eat it up. And Nathan, you know, one time his son got on Twitter and started, you know, using stuff that homosexual atheists put out there about me. And he was liking it and cheering it on. I mean, it just, you know, disgust. There's, there's disgusting stuff people have done out there. And, you know, that's, you know, that, that's what you have to deal with when you're online. But yeah, that's, I expect I mean, it from I, the atheists, not Christians. But uh, I expect it from Christians now. Yeah, I mean, 20, <laughs> 22 years of ministry when you stand for something. I mean, I've had anything from pastors to evangelists to missionaries to preachers' kids to you name it. Mm. Uh, say just absolute some of the most god awful uh, lies, horrible things. It is what it is. I don't. I, it used to upset me, but I, I'm just. I'm way too old now, and I just don't care. Uh, like you said, I know who my friends are. Um, I know who's got my back. People who know me know where I stand, and I will talk to anybody at any time about any topic. And if I'm wrong, look, as a pastor, I stood up in front of my church and said I was wrong about certain things. Like that's you know, I'm not Jesus. I'm not perfect. Uh, and I don't speak ex cathedra and all that other kind of stuff, you know, it, it would really do our movement a lot. And it would be a little bit refreshing if people would <clears throat> be a little bit more gracious and I'm talking to me too. Mm. Uh, you know, I know I can come across as less than gracious a lot of times me too. Uh, and, and be sarcastic and use humor and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but I, what I can't, what I just won't put up with is watching another man who loves the Lord, uh, who stands for the Bible, who stands for truth, who's a fruit bearing tree, as Brother Hiles used to call us, you know, don't attack a fruit bearing tree. And to stand up there and call you uh, something as egregious as an anti-Semite, to me, mm. that crosses a line. That crosses a line. If he wants to call you, hey, look, you know, he's an idiot because he's a post-tribber. Okay. I, like, I'm not going to – That I'm okay with that. I'll take but idiot. Just, yeah, no, I, yeah, and I will too for whatever position I have. I'm perfectly fine with that. You know, I, I, I have a beard. You know, I wear colored shirts. I go to the movies. So, you know, call me whatever you want. Uh, but the idea of calling somebody an anti-Semite, that, that is over the line. And that is where a lot of these guys, and I hope they get more public because they're all in my texts and private messages and DMs. They need to come out and say, you know, that crossed the line. Yeah. You don't have to agree with the Zen times. You don't have to. Well, uh, but just call the guy a Jew hater. That's, I mean, that, that's literally what an anti-Semite is. An anti-Semite is a Jew hater. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what, and I got a problem with that. Yeah. Yeah. It looks it, like. If a Jewish person came to your church, Tonight, you have Wednesday night service or Thursday? Mm -hmm. Wednesday. Okay, so if a Jewish person came to your church tonight, would you tell them they had to leave? Nope. If a Jewish person came to your church tonight and said they don't have any food, uh, would you help them out? Yep. If a Jewish person was broke hey, down... I got to clarify, though. I don't think I would get an extra blessing for helping them just because they were Jew. I got to throw <laughs> that in there. <laughs> That's good. I like that. I like that. I respect that. Um it, do you, if a Jewish person came to your church, would you 
not witness to them? I definitely witness to them. Would you witness to them differently than if you were to witness to a Gentile? I would, I would maybe, you know, I would deal with certain aspects of the gospel a little more, you know. Uh, but I'm I mean, at, let me ask you this way. Would your plan of salvation change for him if it was anybody else? Nope. Exact same. One gospel. Would, would you hope that they wouldn't listen to you and not get saved? Uh, no, I would want to, I would love to see them get saved. Love it. Interesting. Boy, that, that, that sure sounds like an anti-Semite to me. <laughs> well, I'm looking at one tweet here Joe Shakur did. He said, didn't watch, but the impression online warrants the conclusion that he's in the Zionist conspiracy camp, or at least sympathetic. Uh, that's fair, you know, I guess. I, I'm sympathetic towards a lot of that stuff, even though I don't agree with all of it. But then he said, just search for Israel on his tweets. Uh, what would be your inference? Both labels anti-semite slash liar are inaccurate for both men so i think he's i think he's saying anti-semite is inaccurate so he's got like a bunch of posts that i did against listen yeah i mean i i don't apologize for my position on these things and i'm hard on israel but uh and, and if i ever do it in a more provocative way it's not to take pokes at the jews as much as it is the Zionist Baptists, just because I get aggravated sometimes, especially when they when they're calling me anti-Semitic, you know. It's fair. You know, I'm nicer. I'm nicer when people are are being fair, but when they start throwing that out, you know, that's when I might that's get tough. I might get going with the ad hominem. I'm with you. <laughs> I trust me. I feel you on that, and I, I'm 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 guilty too. So I, that, but to me, that that's 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 more of an attitude than it is a position. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and so, uh, like I said, I think Joe will be more reason, especially if he goes and listens to this later on or, um, you know, come on your show as a Jewish pastor who is and I don't mean this to be insulting or rude, who's a thousand times more mature and intelligent than, you know, Peter is. Mm-hmm. Um, he might actually be the one that will help Peter, because right now, again, not right now, but before I hopped on. You know, uh, Brother Joe was saying some things and, you know, Peter instantly became a cheerleader with pom-poms. Right. Uh, <laughs> but that's because he really doesn't know where he stands on these issues. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and and again, to come out and say at the end of that conversation, I still believe you're anti-Semite. Uh, I, 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 you know, that's the kind of ignorance, ignorance and pride and insecurity that's killing us. Right. Well, I tell you what. Um, yeah, I just noticed he has some tweets where he had questions directed at me that I hadn't seen. So here's what I'll do. I will. I I do. I appreciate you coming on here. Um, I'll I'll let you leave. I don't want to answer these things, you know, and put you in a position where you have to defend or, <laughs> or whatever, you know, because this isn't about that, you know. So, in like these questions he's asking are good ones. And they're ones we can disagree on. But I, uh, I, I, I'm not going to try to get everyone to agree with my position. Um, but I hope that they will see I'm not anti-Semitic uh, in any way. But I, I, I and again, so I appreciate you doing what few do, and uh, it was refreshing. And so uh, I hope you don't get piled on too much uh, by uh, these people who are, are mad that, you know, this thing did not go the way I think they were hoping it would go. And fortunately, there's just very, very few of them because anyone with an ounce of intelligence is going gonna, is gonna to see it for what it is. Yes, sir. So... Well, all right. Well, you take care, and we will talk to you later. All right. See you, bro. Bye.
All right, so let me switch this, and then I want to get to uh, some of these questions that are on Twitter uh, by Pastor Joe Shakur, uh, who is, I believe, of Jewish descent. So the first question, and this one was already asked by Peter, but he asked, do you believe that the Holocaust happened with 6 million Jews exterminated, or Anderson, that it didn't happen? slash or grossly exaggerated and i man one of these days i'd like to get to where we're allowed to, able to talk about this without mentioning anderson so i already i already answered that you know that is that's not an issue with me i've got uh i've not looked into it i've got no reason to question or doubt it i'll give it to you six million i'll sometimes i just tell people i believe it was 60 million and then when they look at me funny i was like if you think it's less than that you're anti-semitic uh that's but that's nuts and so the second thing, does the land belong to the people of Israel? And then we already know you don't hold a pre-tribulation rapture. And that is true. I don't hold a pre-tribulation rapture. Um, so do I Do I believe the land belongs to people? I believe to the victors goes the spoils. I mean, if they have the land right now, I guess it's because they won it in warfare or whatever. But either way, they're actually still considered by the UN to be um, occupying you know, that land. And so it's one of those things where they're kind of in a, uh, technically they're in some kind of like stalemate right now where they've been slowly choking the Palestinians out for a long time. And when it comes to how they're doing that and how that's all going down, I think it's all pretty horrible. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, boy, there's land disputes all over the world. Um, you know, for a lot of different, um, you know, a lot of different reasons, some religious now, do I believe that they have some claim on that land today because of God's promise to Abraham? Okay, I think that's a good way to ask, answer the question. And I would say, absolutely not. Um, and if you read the terms and conditions and things in the Bible too, God told them that if they did not keep his laws and if they did not follow his word, that they would be taken out of the land. And, and then, yes, God promised that he would bring them back. But that happened after the Babylonian captivity. I believe when they rejected Jesus as Messiah, that was the final straw. And when uh, 70 AD came, I believe that was God's judgment on the nation of Israel. And they lost the land. And I believe, um, I believe what we have over there in the Middle East today is something with the name of Israel. But I don't believe it is of God at all. I believe it is a creation of the United Nations, and I believe ultimately it will bring in uh, the Antichrist system. Uh, that's that's my position. So um, I do not support Israel. I don't I don't think our country should get involved in helping them. I don't think we should give them tax dollars. Uh, just as I don't think we should be supporting Ukraine. You know, I don't know what that makes me, but um, you know, I, I disagree with that. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to get too emotionally caught up in what's going on in Russia and Ukraine. Uh, I hope they work things out. You know, I hope the Jews and Palestinians work things out where it doesn't affect our country in a negative way. But I don't believe they have any kind of claim um, to that land. Uh, I think, you know, they lost it for almost 2,000 years. And uh, any claim that they do have is just because they're winning the battle, you know. Uh you know, just like we've got this because we, this land in America, because we got it from the Indians. You know, to the victor goes the spoils. That's the way it works. But um, I think that's kind of all he had for questions. I just, 
I just lost it. But anyway, I appreciate everyone uh, coming on here. And I, do. I encourage preachers out there, man, don't be afraid to ask questions, okay? I won't bite your head off. I'll, I will be nice to you. But be careful being like Peter, going around throwing crazy accusations. That's wrong. And you know what? We need more guys like Pastor Beaumont who will call out uh, lies and foolishness in their own camp. I appreciate him doing that and uh, just being honest about a conversation. And so, anyway, I hope this was fun for everybody, and we'll uh, see you all next time.